Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your justice like the great deep. You, Lord, preserve both people and animals. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast in the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. All will be revealed. <laughs> Good to see you. I'm Zim Okoli. I'm, I'm on staff here. And it's great to be with you this evening. It's wonderful to uh, be able to spend just a few minutes just sharing something about why we're all here at Christmas time. You might have noticed on maybe a leaflet you got that the theme uh, for our Christmas services here at HEC is light and life. Uh, and I really love that theme that we've chosen for our services because I think it reflects something of what we celebrate at Christmas. Uh, we go crazy for lights. Um, as I was going down my street, I had to take a photo of this house uh, near where I live. I just love their Christmas lights. Uh, but I, actually, what I want to do is I want to find out how crazy we all are here for Christmas lights. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a poll together. So I'm going to invite you to stand, all of you, and we're going to find out who here is really crazy for Christmas. Okay, so let's all stand. Brilliant. Okay, can I invite you to uh, sit down if you have not yet put any Christmas lights up at all? Okay, great. Some, some people on staff really don't like Christmas down the front here. Okay, let's get you to sit down if... Um, you put your Christmas lights up after the 10th of December. After the 10th. Okay. Still a lot of people standing. This is great. This is great. Let's, let's get you to sit down if you put your Christmas lights up after the 1st of December. After the 1st of December. Okay. We're, we're now into the hardcore people. These are, these are the people who really love Christmas. Okay. I can see them. Let's, um, let's sit down if you put your lights up after the 20th of November. Wow. Okay, let's see. Anyone still standing? Could you shout if you're still standing somewhere? Over there at the back. Woo! Well done, let's give him a round of applause. He really loves Christmas. Well done. There is a man who loves Christmas um, more than everyone, everyone else here. So you can say that as you go home this evening. I love Christmas the most at HEC. Um, what else do we celebrate this time of year? Well, we celebrate life, do we not? We, we, um, we get out the best clothes and we dress to impress at the office party. Those are some people who might, some of us might recognize on TV. Um, we buy the best food and the best drinks. Uh, I love my mom, bless her. She, every Christmas, she um, gets a Christmas cake and puts it on the table, even though she knows none of us touch it. We, we, we just don't like Christmas cake. But on principle, there has to be a Christmas cake on the table. Um, and of course, this time of year, we, we enjoy life uh, with our friends and with family. We take time off to enjoy life with friends and family. But here's a question I would love us to think about. Um, is it possible that we love these things so much uh, because they reflect something of our heart's desire that actually we don't just want these things once a year, but all the year round? Now, I don't mean that we want to have turkey and in-laws every day. That would be awful. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I do mean is this, that as we, um, as we sit down and we enjoy laughter with friends, as we um, take in the beauty of a house all lit up, 
is there not something deep down inside of, of us all that goes, this is the way that life should be. This is life the way that it should be. Maybe something about light and life points to our deepest longings and our highest purpose. Uh, here's how the writer C.S. Lewis uh, talks about these sorts of things. He says this, For they are not the thing itself. They are only the scent of a flower we have not found, the echo of a tune we have not heard, news from a country we have never yet visited. And so in the time that we have left together, I want to suggest to you that maybe at the heart of Christmas is our deepest longing to have the thing in itself, not just the echo to have a highest purpose of knowing God filling us as light and life. Maybe at the heart of Christmas is our purpose to know God as our light and our life. Uh, earlier, Sky read that verse from Psalm 36. It will come up on the screen again. It says this in Psalm 36, verse 9. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. The Bible says that there is a place where there is light and life all of the time. With God is the fountain of life. That is, he is life overflowing. You see, it's like maybe those fountains in Trafalgar Square in the summer or drinking from a host pipe. God can satisfy our deepest longings. And it says this also, it says that God is the light by which we see light. He is the source of all goodness. When we come to know him, he drives away the darkness and fills us with light. It's a bit like this disco ball I've got here. I bet you were wondering what was in there. It's this disco ball. It's like, say you're, you're the ball and God is the light. And you, you know, when his love shines in your heart, everything begins to make sense. And you begin to see everything by his light. You, you begin to see what your purpose is at work. You begin to see you know, what, what it looks like to be satisfied in your relationships. You begin to feel uh, how it is to, to have peace in your family. God is the light that shines in the darkness. And so here's the question. If God is light, if God is life, why do we not always feel like that? Why do we not always feel that in our lives? I don't know if you ever had that feeling of, of really looking forward to something, getting really excited, really hyped up about something that's coming up. And when it finally happens... You're like, oh, uh, is that it? Maybe, maybe it's going to be in Christ on Christmas Day, and you, know, you open that present, and it's another pair of socks. <laughs> and you're like, oh, uh, thanks, I, I guess. <laughs> but you know, that empty feeling, it comes from somewhere. The Bible tells us that empty feeling does come from somewhere, and, and it is this, that we get, we get very hyped up about things that are just poor substitutes for the fountain of life. There's a, there's a verse in the Bible in Jeremiah chapter two, verse 13. God says this, he says, they have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. You see, this is what has interrupted our experience of God's goodness. Uh, we drink uh, from broken wells instead of the fountain of life. Uh, we get really hyped up about a dim reflection instead of the light. And so, you know, for some of us here, maybe it's, it's traveling, and, you know, traveling is everything. Or, or sex is everything. Or career is everything. 
But of course, the problem with these things is that they never last. Uh, when we get them, they slip away. You know, you, you, so you need that next holiday. You need that next romance. You need that next pay rise. And so instead of satisfaction, we get addictions. Instead of life, we get anxiety. Instead of light, we get shame and darkness. Here's how the French philosopher Blaise Pascal put it. He says this, what else does this craving and this helplessness proclaim but that there was once in man a true happiness of which all that now remains is the empty print and trace. This he tries in vain to fill with everything around him though none can help since this infinite abyss can be filled only with an infinite and immutable object. In other words, by God himself. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, this is all pretty deep. I thought this was about Christmas. <laughs> um, and so what I would love us to do for the rest of our time now is just think, how does Christmas change the script on all of this? How does Christmas change the script on all of this? I love a good Christmas Day film. I don't know if anyone else does. Again, a few knows. I love a good Christmas Day film. And, you know, a great film has this at, at the center. Every great film I've seen has a point in the film where it looks like all hope is lost. It looks like everything's going to go wrong. And then there's a, a sort of little ray of hope, a plot turner, and it changes everything. And so maybe you think of the Lion King. You know, Simba is, is kind of going downhill, but he looks up at the sky. Simba, remember who you are. Remember. There you go. That's my best impression. Oh, he's like, thank you, thank you. Or it's the Matrix, right? And you've and you got kind of Neo, he's down and he's out for the count and Mr. Smith's around. Goodbye, Mr. Anderson. My name is Neo! And he says, oh, guns blazing and all of that stuff. And there's those films. But can I say to you that Christmas is the plot turner on your story and my story. Christmas is the plot turner on your story and mine because the Bible says this about the birth of Jesus Christ. It came up in that video at the start of the service, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, in the New Testament. It says this, that the Son, that is Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Jesus came to us as the light and the life of God. The sun is the radiance of God's glory. That is, just like the sunlight and the sun, Jesus is one with God. Knowing him, through him, we get to know God's light driving out our darkness. The sun sustains all things. This is the Jesus who, who saved a wedding in Cana by turning water into wine. And when chasing the world has left us dry, he comes with the life of God to satisfy. The sun is the light and the life of God. You know, there's a deep mystery to that psalm that we read earlier on, that Psalm 36, verse 9. It will come up on the screen again. Just look at these words again. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Who is the fountain of life that is with God? It is the Son of God who is with God the Father. Jesus, he is the fountain. 
And when we're satisfied with him, well, all the other things in this world, they're just good gifts. They take their place as just good gifts. They're not my identity. They're not my meaning. They're just good things. Who is the light by which we see light? The sun, the son of God, who is the radiance of God. Again, he's the, he's the torch and we are the ball and he shines in us. And when he does, we begin to see everything rightly. Here's how one ancient writer uh, put it, a guy called uh, Theodorus. He says this, illuminated by the all Holy Spirit, we shall perceive the rays of your only begotten son. Uh, let me explain it like this. Um, just last week, a friend here at church, we were chatting, and she told me that she'd been to Specsavers just that week, and she got a new pair of uh, reading glasses from Specsavers, and would you believe it, no lie, her eyesight was worse <laughs> after getting this pair, of sunglasses, uh, this pair of reading glasses. And so, so much for you should have gone to Specsavers, right? But Christmas offers us something that even Specsavers cannot. God, the Holy Trinity, wants to come and fill your vision. God, the Trinity, wants to fill your vision because, you see, when we believe in Jesus Christ, he sends into us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit lights up the way that we see things. Many here will, will say to you that they have experienced the work of the Spirit in their lives, how he changes the way that they see and do life. And it might be that you're here this evening and a friend has invited you along, and actually, you see in their life that the Spirit is changing them. They're not perfect, but you do see in them a new power to fight those addictions. You see in them a, a new patience to love those difficult colleagues. You see in them a, a, new, a new peace calming their anxiety. And it might be that you want to know what that is like for yourself. Uh, and so could I invite you to maybe after the services you leave, why not grab a leaflet about Alpha? It's the course that we're running in January, starting on the 23rd of January. Alpha is a great way to explore the claims of Jesus and to look into it, look into it for yourself. It's, it's such an easy invite. It's such an easy way to uh, explore Jesus. There's dinner, there's discussion, there's great friends. It's, uh, it takes place here, starting on the 23rd of January. Why not sign up for Alpha? You could um, grab a, a leaflet on the way out, scan the QR code on the back of your chair, any of those things would take you to the sign-up page on the website. But as we come to a close, I just want to ask us this question. What would it look like for us to be filled with light and life this Christmas? Now, I bet you never thought you'd hear reggaeton in a church on Sunday night. <laughs> but I want to mention to you, Daddy Yankee, he's, he's a reggaeton music star of Despacito fame, that guy. Well, here's someone who is having a very different Christmas this year. You know, in the world's eyes, he had everything. Uh, he had beautiful women around him all the time, bottles of champagne, bling bling, all of that stuff. But here is what he said at a concert just earlier this month to a packed stadium of fans. Here are the words that he said to them. He said this, for many years, I have tried filling a void in my life that no one could fill I tried finding a purpose. On many occasions, it seemed as if I was happy, but something was missing for me to feel complete. But I realized something that's in the Bible, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? 
And so he continues, he said this to the stadium, that's why tonight I acknowledge and I'm not ashamed to tell the whole world that Jesus lives in me and I will live for him. To all the people who followed me, follow Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Christ loves us and Christ is coming. Amen, amazing. That is someone who knows what it is to be filled with light and with life this Christmas. I couldn't have said it better myself. Jesus, it says, follow Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. He loves you, and he is coming. And so as I pray for us as we come to because could I invite you to stand? I'm going to say a prayer for us. Let's stand uh, to be prayed for Lord God, we thank you so much and we praise you that you are light and life. That you show us the way to go, that you fill our vision to see your goodness and how to live life by it. We thank you that you are life, that you made us to be satisfied in your presence. We thank you that Jesus came to restore to us that light and life. And I'm just going to give a moment now. It might be that for some of us here that actually would love to know this Christmas what it's like to have Jesus in our lives as a light and a life. It might be that there are things you've said which you think that I would love to know that for myself. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to say a prayer. You don't have to do anything apart from listen to it. I'm going to say a prayer. But if it's something that resonates with you and think I would love to use that for myself to receive God into my life, to know his light in his life, then I would invite you when I say it again the second time round to echo those words quietly in your heart and that will, be, that will be a prayer that you can say in a significant way today to know Jesus Christ is your light and life. And so as I say, just listen uh, this first time round. Uh, here's a prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you that I was made to be satisfied with your life and to live by your light. I am sorry for turning from you the fountain of life. Please forgive me and please fill me with your spirit. Show me how to live by your light. Amen. So I'm going to just say that again. And if you'd love to make that your own and to take this chance now and to receive Jesus, to know him this Christmas as light in life in your life, and why don't you just echo those words quietly in your heart where you are? So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that I was made to be satisfied with your life and to live by your light. I'm sorry for turning from you the fountain of life. Please forgive me and please fill me with your spirit. Show me how to live by your light. Amen. Amen.